places and you know you know how, what's being paid what's not being paid so we try to stay competitive at the, at the same time you know know our value in, in the marketplace that's what's up um so were, were you guys actually in the studio with wayne when you did got money or were you um like did you like send it because i know sometimes the producer will send it to the guy and he he might be out of town or something like that so how did that work yeah actually that, that's exactly what happened you know wayne is towards like crazy man he's, he's on the road and actually the record was never intended for lil wayne at first it was done it was just a beat done at first just for just to make we were just making tracks making a beat and then the um then we put a chorus on it, a chorus idea, which, you know, is the idea for Got Money. Uh-huh. It's a, uh, we actually were in the studio with Pitbull, working on Pitbull's project, and Pitt loved it. Pitt wanted to keep it for himself in his album. He wanted to get T-Pain on the record, so he sent it to T-Pain. By the time T-Pain got it, did it, and sent it back to Pitbull, Pitbull turned the album in so he couldn't use it for his album. But we still had the files to the, to the, to the song. We still had T-Pain hook and a playing skills beat, which mm-hmm. we thought was, you know, very valuable. Mm-hmm. I, I think anybody would agree on that. You know, a T-Pain hook nowadays, you know what that's worth. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so we shot it around to a couple people. You know, uh, some thug recorded on it, Plies recorded on it, uh, a couple other people recorded on it, but nobody came and cut the check, and nobody really, you know, uh, made a play for it except for Wayne. Wayne came to the table. T-Pain's people reached out, said that Wayne wanted the record. Wayne recorded it, and the rest is history, man. I mean, everything was third person, even T-Pain. I mean, we, we spoke on the phone after that, uh-huh. emails, you know, with the arrangement and how we wanted it, but it was all, you know, with the new way of, uh, you know, technology, just making music through Gmails and through iChats and the whole nine. So it worked itself out. You know I mean? I guess we could say that great minds think alike. That's what's up. So with your experience that you had with a major label uh, being signed to Universal, correct? Yeah. Okay, did that leave a sour taste in your mouth? Because I, I know that your new project is coming out uh, independently, right? Yeah, it's coming through Asylum, actually. Oh, Asylum. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But through right. our label, yeah, and Asylum. Yeah, it, it did leave a sour taste because for us it was a difficult situation as it is being Latino and being Latin hip-hop artists. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still something brand new that mainstream America hasn't understood or even capture yet. They, you know, I think Universal wanted us to make Spanish-speaking records of reggaeton because when we got signed, the reggaeton movement was crazy. That's yeah. that, you know, that whole Daddy Yankee and that whole nine was popping off, yeah. and they wanted us to kind of veer that way for whatever reason. We're like, man, we don't do that type of music. No disrespect to them, but I mean, we're hip hop heads. You know what I'm saying? We do hip hop, R and B. You know, we just do music. There's no just because we're Latin doesn't mean we have to be, you know, uh, we have to do that type of music. So. They weren't able to understand us and support us. I mean, we had some pretty, really big records on uh-huh. other Universal Records radio-wise, and they never mm-hmm. put that album out, never shot the video, never did all that. So I took it like a learning experience, and I understood that, you know, these labels will never understand. Not today, not tomorrow, not Asylum, not Universal. They just they don't get none of these artists. They don't understand innovative people, and they don't see the vision before, 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 um, we're supposed to see it. They just kind of go, and you gotta go make it happen. You gotta go make the song become a hit. You gotta go out and shoot the video yourself. Then they come in and do what they do, which is the things that you can't do: get you on MTV or put the actual CD in all the stores. So wow. now, you know, I've gotten to the point where, you know, with the digital world, that I hopefully we won't need these major record.
companies. You know what exactly. I'm mean? saying? I, I really think that in the next, you know, five, six years that there's going to be a humongous change. I think that people are going to be putting out stuff digitally, setting up their own little sites where you can go directly to buy, you know, music from your favorite artists and watch videos via Internet and the whole nine. And we can forget about these idiots that are standing behind a desk thinking that they know what's going on and controlling people's lives, you know. Yeah. So we want to say sour taste just a bit. Okay. All right. Um, when you when what was your first piece of equipment that you got when you started? Because we know, like, um, you know, from my research that you started making beats in your mother's apartment. Yeah. So what was your first piece of equipment that you got when you started working? Oh, it was it was a D, it was called a DR two hundred two. DR two hundred two was that a yeah. drum machine? Small rolling drum machine. Yep. And you used to make your your own music, or you used to like produce people in the area and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 hadn't we hadn't um really done the the rapper thing, the MC thing for us yet. I mean, we, we you know we we ciphered and we freestyle. Where we had a group of friends that rap, you know okay. what I'm saying. So we all we used to just sit around and do do the whole night. We had childhood friends, people from the hood, from the area that would come by. You know, my mom's apartment was only. A one and a half bedroom apartment. And the half was her room. The other room was the actual studio room that we lived in, mm-hmm. which had crates and everything. So we slept like literally around, like near crates. Wow. Anyways, I, I say, that to say that people used to come over and knock on that back window all times of night and come in, and we would just do music all night. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we we just let you know people rhyme over it, over mm-hmm. stuff, man. And the reason we started actually rhyming and us doing records is because we fell out with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because the same, you know, people, you get to a point where people don't see the same vision as you. You have exactly. patience. It takes a little longer than what people think. You think people think they're going to become Jay Z tomorrow morning because they watch TV or because they wear a button up like him. Yeah, that's not the case. So we stuck with it, man, and God has really blessed us. That's what's up, man. So now that you guys are successful Grammy award-winning producers, do you get those family members that call you up and they, hey, cousin? <laughs> hey, can oh, yeah. I borrow? Can, can I hold something? Right, especially right now. You know, it's just, uh, <laughs> a couple of days before Christmas. <laughs> so, you know, you, you're definitely going to um, get that. But, you know, that's understood, man. I mean, mm-hmm. we've always been really close to uh, only a few members of, of our family anyways. You know, very, very close with our mother and father. And then a, a small group of a circle of friends that we deal with, which are actually our business friends at the same time. Other than that, you know, everybody else is cut out, man. We We ain't got time for the... Everybody want a free little ride. We don't do. <laughs> That's what's up. So we we know that um you know you've been doing this for a minute, and it's probably when you go in the studio, it's probably like routine. But what is something that excites you when you're in the studio? Like what is something that really gets you going and motivated to knock out another track? The artist. The artist. Yeah, like if an artist comes in with a certain amount of energy, or he's excited or he has a crazy chorus or just, you know, the energy is there, then, you know, it excites us to make, because, you know, the rhythm most of the time is nowadays was wrong, and I think what's really wrong with hip-hop is that these rappers are not good enough. Mm-hmm. They're just not, they're not making full songs. You mm-hmm. know, I heard fit over here 50 say, you know, on a couple of interviews lately in the last couple of days that when is the last rap record you heard where a rapper rapped all the way through? He did the chorus, he did the, the verse, the whole nine. Yeah. You know, maybe T.I. or whatever you like, or maybe 50 would get up. But other than that, like, rappers aren't coming in and making their full songs. They need an R&B hook. They need the producer to come up with the, with the idea. So 
it doesn't become as challenging for a producer or a songwriter when he walks in and he's ready to work with a rapper because he's like, man, I'm going to have to make the whole song for this guy, and he's just going to have to rap his 12 little bars, 16 bars, which is not that exciting, you know what I'm saying, nowadays. There's not that many good rappers, so exactly. when, somebody, when somebody comes in and they do the whole record and they have the whole nine, the vision, the whole thing, then you're like, all right, cool, I'm going to step my game up and really go in here and produce a full record. That's, that's what's up. So is it so? It's harder for you if the artist comes with nothing. So I mean, it, it's harder only because it's not as exciting, but it's actually easier because you're actually in control at that point. You're just like, look, here, here's the spaces. Here's the first verse, second verse, third verse. I'm gonna step out. Um, go smoke me a blunt, or I'm gonna go grab me something to eat. By the mm-hmm. time I come back, you know, put your verses down, and the song is done because the the chorus is there, the beat is there, the arrangement is there. Which you know, I mean. Some labels want it like that because their artist is just not that good, you know. Okay. But it, but it, I think. It-